Hello everyone, welcome to episode 13 of L2R2, a PlayStation podcast. My name is Fonzie, I'm joined by my co-host, Indie Game Dev, my UK bruv from another mom, Cal Monroe. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, yeah, I'm surviving. Um, all good. It's good to hear, that's all we can do is just survive and... Are you good on toilet paper? I think the toilet paper thing went away, like everyone's good on that, I feel. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be... Uh, well, I, mean, I haven't been out of the house, so I don't know what, what it looks like, sure. actually. It could, it could, everything could be on fire or something, but, um, <laughs> But the, the nice uh, the nice weather has sort of gone away and it started raining and everything so it's a little bit colder now. But, ah. um, but yeah, no, it's just uh, same old really. It's just getting there slowly, I suppose. Yep, yep. Uh, what have you been playing this whole week? Uh, I've played quite a lot actually. I um, play I well I platinum Final Fantasy VII remake finally. Yeah, well, how difficult uh, was that? It was good fun. Yeah, it was um, it was quite hard. Um, hard. You have to finish it on hard difficulty, which um, was fine. I mean, it was obviously a bit more challenging, but once you sort of work out the combat, it's it's all right. But the last chapter just has the huge, the biggest difficulty spike, and um, gotcha. the very very last boss was really really difficult. Um, but yeah, I managed to get past that. There's a few sort of extra um, challenges that you unlock on doing hard that you've got to do, like these sort of. Uh, extra bosses and things which weren't too bad to be fair um so yeah there was just a lot of like replaying chapters doing different choices and things like that so it's not too bad but it's uh it's quite time consuming i, I think it took me about 70 hours or so to platinum the game Dang. um so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot to do there but um but yeah so i was glad to get that out of the way really <laughs> right um but yeah i also played uh god of war chains of olympus yeah and i watched your recent uh now. recent video on that so yeah it, yeah. Was, it was pretty cool but um yeah give me an overview you mentioned it's kind of had some issues but it was still overall yeah. pretty fun. yeah it's it's good fun it's it's you know it's just more of those older god of war games um it does have some issues i think the combat's a bit tame it's sort of there's a lot of like uh it seems quite um, basic the combat at times like that there's only a certain few things you can do and the things you can do are quite frustrating like um you can't interrupt your own moves you can't uh, there's a like when you dodge you can't move for a second after that which which just leaves you open to attacks all the time right. um so it's just quite a few f- things that make a lot of the fights frustrating but, but other than that it's good um i just think the problem is that there's all the god of war games are on playstation now and like I just don't know why you'd choose to play Chains of Olympus over the others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was good fun. Um, and what else have I been playing? How did you feel about, because you're exclusively playing these games on PS Now, kind of ex- reviewing your experience. Yeah. Are you still pretty positive as far as like the, the streaming ability? It's not, you know, lagging or adding any issues to yeah. it? Yeah, I was with Chains of Olympus, but I started, so for my next video I'm doing, I've been playing Resistance 3. Um, oh. which is out of the three that I've played so far, this is a game I've played before. Gotcha. Um, but, and yeah, I've been having a little bit of connectivity issues um, and the movement feels a little bit strange, but I don't know whether that's just because it's an older first person shooter. But, um, but other than that, it, it's, it's so much fun. Like it, the way it's, it hasn't really aged in terms of it's like gunplay. Like, I don't know if you've played resistance before. No, you know um, what? I played the, uh, the original, and for some, yeah. and I played it like very recently, tried to jump into yeah. it, and it's a bit like awkward. I feel like the the mm. second, the third one, that's when they kind of get into the right flow. Maybe it's a bit more yeah. actiony kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, they 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 all have like this amazing, like some of the best selection of enemies. Like as in the enemies are all you have to fight them all differently. Um, so there's a really good like variety there, and the weapons are just amazing. Like none of the weapons feel like they're better than others they all have their own pros and cons and yeah um and it's one of those games where where you know it doesn't talk you don't have to worry about how much you're holding you just have like 12 guns in your arsenal once nice. you select them all uh which i always find great for games like that um and yeah that that i realized like really isn't replicated in first person shooters nowadays like when i was playing resistance 3 uh, the other day i was just having so much fun with the guns um just like i've only got i've only got up, got up to a part where i've got like four guns or so but like you'll run out of ammo uh switch to another one and that get that gun will be like because they've all got like primary and secondary fires you'll you'll really be feeling sort of um the benefits of using each one yeah. it's just a really well sort of thought out game um which i think they all are but yeah so i've been having a little bit of problems with the the, the connection but um, again, I've been playing it on my laptop, so um, I might just play on my PlayStation 4, which is like wired in, so that might be a little bit better. 
Um, and yeah, and I've, had, I've got a little bit of problem with like the movement. Um, I feel like the movement, the movement just feels really like, I don't know, it feels like you're not moving uh, sort of as fast as the as it sort of like makes it out. So it kind of feels a bit strange. But again, oh, I don't know whether that's just to do with its age or not. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's good to go back to it. Um, and uh, I've also been playing, uh, and I bought after Final Fantasy VII was Persona Five Royal. Oh, gotcha. Which is like um, it's a it's a re-release of Persona Five, um, but they've added loads of stuff to it. I didn't play the original Persona Five, but um, yeah, I've heard Royal is like incredible. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I was literally playing it just before I came on here, and um, it's it's really something. It's uh, really really good. It's similar. I played Persona Four Royal on the Vita, um, which is the like. Uh, or Persona 4 Golden or whatever, which is like a re I feel like Golden, of Persona yeah. 4. Yeah, on, on the Vita. Um, and it's similar, Persona 5 similar in the way that it takes ages and ages to get going. Um, there's just so much to it that it kind of feels like you've got like stabilizers on at first and it like doesn't let you really uh, do anything. It, you sort of have to like go down this, like um, where the game wants you to go for gotcha. a while. And that lasts for about six hours. I think I'm about seven hours in now and it just feels like it's starting to open up. Um, so it's a lot, it's a, a very, very slow start and it's a long, slow start. But um, just like Persona 4, it's worth you know getting past it because they are really, really um, incredible games when you get past that sort of uh, slow beginning. And isn't this whole franchise, like all these entries are super long, right? Like you can, you can easily sink mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours to the game. Yeah, yeah, I think the average, because I, I look at how long to beat a lot before I play a game, because sometimes I'll, I'll like, want to play a game that's really short, or I'll be wanting to look for a game that's a bit more beefy. And I think the average completion for the original Persona 5 was 80 hours, and for Royal, it's, like, 101 hours. Jeez. So, um, and for, like, completionists, I think it's, like, 150 or something. So, Whoa. yeah, they're, they're big, big games, but they're just, they're so much fun. Um uh, and there's so, it's so I've never ever played a game that's as stylish as Persona Five. It's uh, like the HUD is just it's amazing. Like it, it just looks like everything just looks incredible on it. It's just really really it's a really cool game. Um, and yeah, I'm really really enjoying that. So so yeah, I've played quite a lot. <laughs> but, um, that's but, yeah, that's uh, good yeah. to hear. Especially yeah, with so Persona. Uh, well, been playing not a whole bunch like this week it seems like it's been kind of a, a slow week um i dipped a little bit into fortnite last week they had a, yeah. a big event it was like a concert thing and so i, oh, saw, yeah, that. I saw that yeah i saw the headline so i wanted to jump in and experience it and it was pretty nuts cool. i mean it's it's really cool how they always change things and add these crazy big you know monument, monumental events that bring people in and they're just yeah. they prove why they're on top of their game but um i have a nephew that's staying with us and so he's that's his whole world everything his next sentence every other sentence is something about Fortnite. so that always keeps me engaged <laughs> to what's going yeah. on there and interested yeah. there but um yeah really just sinking time into that game i did yeah, try nice. a little bit of stadia um okay yeah so just kind of experimenting I, I like to check in and see how the how it, how it streams, all that. They have like a free mm-hmm. two-month trial right now. So I've been playing that. They just added PUBG. So I'll try PUBG on Stadia, streaming it. And it works fine. Works pretty good. Cool. Um, nice. Yeah, it gives me hope, especially like playing PS Now, which you are, which I've done when I played Resident Evil 4, playing Stadia. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of hope and there, there's there's a progression there with, with streaming. I feel like in the next five years, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become more of a juggernaut. And especially with yeah. the ability to... It, it maybe it's not that unlikely that we'll see people that don't have PS5s, you know, uh, Xbox Series Xs. They just have a subscription where they stream those yeah. games. I wonder if that's really... yeah, like an app on their TV or yep. something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's definitely. I mean, even with PlayStation now, um, you know, I, I like I said before, I'm, I'm quite lucky to have a good internet connection. But um, like on my when I play on my PlayStation Four and it's all wired in, um, I have no problems at all. Right. Um, I think the main thing is obviously not a lot of people have um, good enough internet speeds. Yep. Um, and also, like the PlayStation 4, for example, has a really bad Wi-Fi card in it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, and it's, so that obviously needs to improve. And, and like we were saying just then, if, if an app was to be on like your smart TV or something, then smart TVs have like the worst network cards. Oh yeah, you're getting um, the bare minimum, you know, requirements. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think there's there's still a long way to go, but yeah, it's it's cool that you know it shows that it works now um, with you know such and it hasn't been around for that long streaming games. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah it's uh, it's really cool you know what i have been playing a little bit of as it was in the news lately and you've been talking some shit about it but a uh, city skylines <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah you didn't realize but that's my game like for some reason yeah. uh, maybe two three years ago it was finally on consoles and i jumped in and i just got lost in it man i've always loved the sim city games yeah and um i just fell off the actual mainline like ea sim city games and city skylines yeah. really took the mantle from them and just they ran with the baton like they have been improving that whole style it's super yeah. deep something about it where i could just easily that's like my uh, uh just my go-to game whenever i don't have anything that i'm that i want to play it's just playing that yeah. game and yeah i love it well, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I I have heard City Skyline is good, and um, I I used to love Sim City, and I love like uh, you might dig it then. Tycoon games, yeah, I I probably would. To, I I'll definitely add it to my library. Um, but I used to I, I love like the Tycoon games, like Roller Coaster Tycoon yep. and Zoo Tycoon, and all these like bit uh, building games. But I just thought like if you're gonna pair a game with <laughs> Farming Simulator, like City Skyline is just not the best uh, yeah. <laughs> game to do, to do it with and and i think the, the thing with plus is we all pay for it and i know that people say and i, I normally disagree with complaining about the games but you know people say um you pay for plus for online but you know like so i know a lot of people don't you know people who play fortnite you don't need playstation plus for right um as a lot of people i mean like myself i don't even play online games so so really the only reason i'm paying for plus is the free games um and so I think that for something like that, you need to make sure that while City Skyline, I'm sure, is a good game, it seems like it's a bit more niche to the kind of people who, you know, to, to the general people who pay for PlayStation Plus. And I think that's the kind of thing. So I don't, did you see the leak for or the I did. And I think for, that's why for, this is we'll, we'll transition to the story here. But I think that's why this yeah. was such a sour taste in everyone's mouth, because they're expecting these like gangbuster games and they got yeah. these more niche yeah. games like you mentioned um so yeah the yeah. rumor has it that uh at the time it was possible we were going to get dying light and dark souls remaster that was the big rumor they were circulating around um yeah but instead we got uh which i dug but instead we got city skylines and yeah. uh farming simulator um yeah yeah i mean it's also it's like it's rumors so we kind of you know put too much into it a lot of yeah. the speculation is it would be dope to see a month where they just reveal these like awesome games and we didn't get that. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's been under fire quite a lot. I think last month was quite good of like Uncharted 4. Was it last well, month? that was that Uncharted one free 4. Corona thing that they tied in. It was like a free special. I think that was separate yeah. from the PlayStation Plus games, but I, oh, okay. I forget which what last um, month was. Yeah, but like D Dying Light and Dark Souls, I mean, that, that's not a, I mean, Dying Light's what, five years old? Dark Souls is a remaster of an old game. Yeah. I think that, you would even probably have some people complaining about that, but that's that. But I mean, that's what it really should be. I'd say. I mean, that, that sounds like a viable collection. Right. Uh, you know, a couple of games to send out, especially considering it used to be more than two games you'd get per month. Um, yeah, because you used to support yeah, Vita and PS3 games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I just don't think it's a good uh, lineup personally. I just think. Um, you know, I, I think especially with the time, I know that they gave out Uncharted, the Uncharted collection and Journey, but they should still be, I think the current situation should be influencing their PlayStation Plus games as well. And yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think it's uh, it's the best lineup <laughs> to, to do. I mean, I'd, I'd, I mean I, I've got Dying Light. I don't have Dark Souls Remastered, but yeah. I mean, Dying Light is, I mean, it's still being supported now. I yep. think they've just released a new DLC for yep. it. Yep. And it's such a brilliant game and it's got a really good community and, I think Dying Light would be perfect. You know, it's just got some DLC coming out for it. I know that there there are a lot of people who haven't played it, or never tried it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that that's it's a shame. But um, but yeah, I'll try City Skyline. <laughs> I don't think I'll try Farming Simulator. But, well, you never know. Uh, we might be farming and, and making cities. You know. <laughs> Um, no, you bring up a good point that because um, I can detach myself from this. I understand that these aren't the the big uh, highly anticipated games, but. Uh, and you're right when you're building the service you want to assume you're getting people in for the first time and so by adding this as the you know the the thing to grab people to, to pay for the subscription it's not really much there so you do want to you imagine that they're conscious like every month you got to at least tie if you're going to tie like farming sim to like another big game and you can try and build like a package that suits everyone but this one is so just not targeted to the mainstream that it's like yeah it's it's just strange i think for games like city skylines a farming simulator are like the perfect games to look at when you look at games that if you want to play them you'll buy them if if city sky if there's a fan of cities sim games there's not many of them on playstation 
they will already have city skylines. If right. you're a fan of Farming Simulator, you know, again, there's no variety in that genre. You'll buy Farming Simulator. Right. There, there's nobody that's going to look at this lineup um, that doesn't have either of those games, I don't think, really, and go, oh, I'm so I'm so glad that's come out. Because, like you said, you love City Skylines, but you've already got it, you've already played it. Very and true. I think that the people who would be happy about this lineup will already have those games because they are so niche. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just think it's not, not the best. I mean, I don't know whether it has anything, because I know that, um, obviously, the devs behind those games need to agree to it. Um, yeah. It's like a two-way thing. So I don't know whether obviously, like the, the times now are influencing that at all. So whether it's difficult for PlayStation to, to get some good games, but I can't imagine that's the case. But Right. You imagine yeah, they have you know just, a good amount of money they can throw at these devs, but maybe it was just like, yeah. hey, next month is, is loaded. So this month is more of a, you know, a soft mm. uh, kind of uh, release, but who knows? Yeah, it better be. It better be bloody loaded. It better. It better have uh, some <laughs> some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you really have to. Yeah, you have to kind of. You can't be like, okay, Sims is the next. You know, next month yeah. release. I think they did the yeah. Sims recently. Actually, like Sims Four was one of yeah, the. Yeah, I think recently. they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. How I, but I understand everyone's uh, frustration. And but meanwhile, I'm sitting yeah. back just just enjoying my city skyline time. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll jump into one of the next stories. This just happened today. So they've been they teased yesterday. Uh, it was the Assassin's Creed Valhalla reveal. We actually got to see some some not footage, but like a um, I want to say it's a story trailer. I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna boot it up right now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm really excited actually. I I didn't pl- I haven't played either of the reboots um, just because of how like long they are and how much like time they require. Because as much as I'd like to try them, I I you know I've got such a big backlog that a game of that length would need to be something. You're talking about the newer Assassin's really Creed games. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. the last two, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Assassin's Creed 2 is one of my favorite games uh, ever. Um, but it's probably also the only Assassin's Creed I really enjoyed. Now, this seems with the Viking stuff, I feel like you're you're ingesting a lot of this kind of story. I feel like this is right mm-hmm. up your alley lately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been watching The Last Kingdom uh, and reading the books. Uh, so I've been really, like, obsessed with that for the past few months. In fact, Series 4 came out the other day, and I binged it in one day um and it is just i mean if you haven't seen it you have it is just awesome nice. but um but yeah this is this would be really cool i was, I was hoping it because that last kingdom's about the vikings going into england um but this looks more to do with um where this looks a bit further on um so i don't know uh what this is going to be about but. now you mentioned uh you kind of the last time you picked up was the original assassin's creed games does, does the whole open world aspect kind of turn you off because there is that debate with that community that they want something that's a bit more that like that older style of assassin's creed yeah a little bit i mean i think it definitely needed a reboot so i don't i don't begrudge it for going down the route it did but yeah for me personally I'd be much more inclined to try out an Assassin's Creed game that's, you know, going to be the familiar, like, 15 to 20 hours long, a bit more linear, um, you know, a bit more, yeah, like, less sandboxy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's... It, it, I, I, but then, yeah, the other part of me says that they did need to do it. It was getting very stale. Um, I mean, for me, it was stale probably from Brotherhood onwards. Um, gotcha. And they released, like about 500 more after that yeah um they for sure this looks really cool they for sure needed to work on that engine because it was so buggy and it was it was really like tarnishing the whole uh franchise and so i think at the the very least they need to redo that side of it and it seemed to have reinvigorated the whole franchise going open world because they always get really high reviews uh they sell really well yeah yeah i mean well a friend of mine recently started playing odyssey because i think it was on sale um but he said that it was just too janky for him um he said like it's just a there's a lot of like weird facial animations and things like that and he just said he couldn't get into it which um i mean i don't know whether that would bother me too much but again and and the the weird thing is i love like greek mythology um and like the the ancient like greece and, and all of that so you know it's a game i've thought about playing but i've heard how long it is and i just don't have room for it really which is a shame but but I think I'll, I'll probably pick, I might look at picking this up depending depending on sort of what what, what part is set. In. Yeah, no, um, it's interesting. So watching this trailer, is it Vikings meeting another group? Is that what's going on? Yeah. So I mean, I'd imagine it because what Vikings normally do is because where they live, like Denmark and Norway and and all of this, 
they're lands where you can't grow anything. Um, so what they used to do would venture out and find lands like England, for example, and obviously lots of other countries um, that would have luscious lands where they could grow and, and everything like that. So um, so I'd imagine that they'll be invading another uh, country, um, which could be a really cool you know, idea because you're sort of playing as the, the bad guys in a way. Yeah. Um, but this is what's interesting about Vikings and, and like from watching Last Kingdom is you sort of like relate to their um, to their goals because all they, they, they they're just they just need land where they can live and grow and, right and everything um, but it's just because of what they follow and their religion you know they follow like the old gods like Thor and and all of that they who you know have completely different beliefs than like the Christian God for example who's all about peace and and living together that's not what they're about God or whatever. that's not what they're about <laughs> no so i just wanted to i'd say the, the trailer is really cool i just wanted to rewind uh-huh. to where he's writing that letter oh yeah with the uh with the the wax there yeah is there some kind so of I to a easter egg in that well because so it's signed uh a e l and then something ah. uh, and that is english um like ale is like a royal is like a way back then for like a royal name okay um so you've so like the first king of england was called ethelstan um and things like that so i, I mean if this is going to be in england that would be awesome because the the story that that sort of goes with that is really really cool um so i'm hoping that from that little screenshot there yeah um is because I, I was trying to find that, that that was what i was doing before we started recording i was, I was sort of trying to find out if they'd like released like a plot summary um because yeah i haven't I mean, seen one yet but it, it's possible it, it, it's, we'll get more because this is just the the you know the the story trailer maybe with the gameplay we'll get more of a synopsis on what's going on yeah yeah so i'm hoping that that um that bottom of the letter with the ael is uh is gonna be england because that would be really really cool yeah nice yeah, we'll see. I'm pretty stoked. Um, yeah, I also I dabbled a little bit in the in the newer Assassin's Creeds, uh, not really Origins, but um, the last mm-hmm. one that came out. I'm forgetting blanking on the name, yeah. um, but that one was it was really cool. I played it actually a little bit on Stadia. That was one of the first times you could stream it uh, with the this beta that Stadia put out, and then I played it on console. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. It's almost too. It's not too broad where it's like hard to figure out what's going on, but it is very open where it's up to you to decide mm-hmm. where you want to go and. I dig that. Also, yeah. sometimes those that style of gameplay leaves me just like wandering off, and I end up, yeah. you know, not following the story and just kind of yeah. uh, falling. And off then you it. end up getting bored of the the game, and right. You don't want to end up finishing it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a problem I have. But I think that that when they're like made uh, really well, I think they can be like some of the best stuff. Like Horizon Zero Dawn yep. was like really well like directed and in sort of like telling you what sort of like um subtly telling you what to do and where to go um and like uh, an example i always like to bring up with open world games is oblivion um oh sure where like you'll just be wandering around and just things will happen um i suppose kind of like what red dead 2 does um where just the world feels alive and you and even if you do wander off things will happen that will like keep you engrossed in the game yeah um i mean like yeah i mean oblivion is like the perfect open world game for me um but yeah, so but yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, yeah, if, it, if it's if it is about the Vikings, uh, like the Danes invading England, then I'm all about that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it looks cool. What's uh, also interesting about this one? So it's our first cross-gen um, um, official game. So it's on PS4, it's on PS5, yeah. it's on Windows, PC, Xbox One, Series X. So it's gonna really try and you know, and it's it's aiming for the holiday season. So it's gonna really try to be a cross-gen game. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it looks on on how it plays. Yep. Um, because of that, because like I said, I've heard that um, you know Origins and Odyssey are a little bit janky, but um, so it'd be interesting to see you know if it, if because of the next gen uh, like improvements, if it you know looks and plays a lot better. Right. But, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Nice. Yeah, we'll see how it goes with that. Um, I I love the way they released this too with having that that cover art being done in real time. I don't think another game has done a kind of reveal like that. So it's, uh, they're really understanding, you know, marketing wise what to do with this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, let's see. This uh, next story here wasn't uh, as well received. We'll, we'll jump into it. So I'm not sure how interested you are in the whole Predator series, but we had uh, not a PS4 exclusive, but it's console exclusive to PS4. It's Predator Hunting Grounds. It released this week. Uh, some of the reviews I pulled from uh, Metacritic here give kind of an idea on, on the reception. So we have Game Informer, Game Informer gave it a 73. Uh, if you're looking for an authentic Predator experience, this is about as good as it's gotten. And fittingly, it's perhaps best enjoyed the way Predators have infected with humanity. Drop in, enjoy the hunt, and get out while you can. IGN now starts to go downhill a little bit. IGN gives it a 50. The Predator is too often outgunned and has few means of dividing and conquering his prey. There's a consistently enjoyable experience buried somewhere in the janky jungle of Predator hunting grounds, but it's just not that easy to find yet. Destructoid rounds it out here. This game ticks enough boxes. I'm not sure how long the honeymoon period will last for Predator hunting grounds or whether or not some of the initial technical concerns will be addressed on PS4 anytime soon, if ever. But for now, while people are still learning the ins and outs together, the game is an entertaining little thrill ride. Uh, yeah, Calum, are you very interested? Was this on your radar at all? Uh, not really. Um, I was interested to see how it would, how it would be uh, received. I'm not really into multiplayer games anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like if the devs stick with it, it could be something quite good. Um, just sounds like obviously it's had a bit of a patchy um, release, but right. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds uh, fairly promising to be honest. I think obviously it sounds like it's got a few technical snags, but. You know, we've seen so many games recently, you know, carry on being supported. I mean, Fallout 76 is one that's, oh, yeah. you know, become really quite of a success story recently. Um, so you never know. I mean, if they if Ilphonic stick to it and um, iron out any problems people have with it, then it sounds like there's obviously something there that's fun and enjoyable. So if they can sort of bring that out and extract it, then could have a, a decent uh, game on our hands. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. And, and uh, Predator especially is an interesting franchise or entity where it's like it seems like it would it would lend itself really well to a game but how do you balance that because mm-hmm. if you're just the predator then how do you find a, a foe that's you know that's that's enticing enough yeah. but then if you're human you you just want to be predator so it's like uh, how do you make that fun and uh, it's it, it's a hard balance to yeah. strike yeah i remember there was a, a fun predator game on ps2 which was like a kind of open world i can't remember what it's called now Mm. Uh, but that was pretty cool. I don't know if it was like one of those PS2 games you remember as a kid, and it's actually really yeah. Bad, um, when you look at, when you look at it as like an adult that can think, right? But um, but yeah, no, I remember that. I thought I can't remember what it was called now. It's gonna annoy me. It was something like uh, like Forbidden something or something. But you know, it, was, it, was, it was it was a fun game. But yeah, I like Predator. Um, I think it's a cool idea to have like a, a asymmetric um, multiplayer game with it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I. I think we're looking at Ilphonic sort of past games. I think it was always going to be expected that it was going to be a little bit janky. Right. Friday the 13th was uh, definitely janky, but uh, it seemed to entice yeah. people with the, the fun aspect of it. It seemed like it was fun and that yeah. overweighed the whole technical aspects. And this one, I feel like it seems like reception wise, it's not the fun isn't overlapping the, the issues with the technical stuff. But no. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully they can um, improve the technical side because yeah like i said i mean all these reviews talk about you know something fun in there um so hopefully they can carry on working on it and extract that out and um and you know yeah get something good are you a fan of the predator movies at all uh yeah yeah i i I love the first two um i've always i mean it was always like when they did like avp that you always like start comparing the two series and i'm a much bigger fan of alien yeah, um, same here. But yeah, no Predator is good fun. It's, it's like a proper macho, like fun uh, flick. It's hard to dislike it, really. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it definitely need like you say, it definitely needs a game. Uh, it definitely would lend itself well to a fun game. But I think like a like the way they did with Alien Isolation, um, I I couldn't get into Alien Isolation, but I think like the idea of you know taking these like really well known uh, like predators no, no pun intended <laughs> and sort of like using that i think like a cool game where you're like trying to escape a predator or you know like trying to you know if you're in like a forest and you're trying to like use your environment to try and get past it like alien isolation right. i think that could be quite cool but um but yeah no i think this this seems like a good idea and hopefully they can uh, make it better you know what there is a so i love predator i love alien there is a comic book series where they had alien versus predator versus terminator 
and <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but it's actually super dope and that there's no way to yeah, i would love a movie or a game I don't, it's such a hard uh, needle to thread like to merge those two those three things rather and have it make sense yeah. but like the comic did a really yeah. cool job of it but it's like it's those are such iconic movie and and uh just monster you know ideas like to merge those together would be really dope yeah. in a game yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me, actually, there was a new Terminator game recently, wasn't there? Like a shooter, yeah. Which I've, I've heard is like, got a pretty, like, good community on it who, who quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it. Terminator Resistance. Um, uh, I don't know how I felt watching yeah. the footage. The last game from that dev was that uh, Rambo game. I don't know if you remember seeing it was oh, okay. like a notoriously just really bad looking on rail shooter. Yeah. They handled this, yeah. this version of it. I've heard same things where people who play it love it, but um, from the mm. outside, it doesn't look like it's, it's on par. No, it doesn't look great. But um, I think that's the thing, though. You don't have a lot of um, good first-person shooters. So I think it's quite easy just, I mean, because what I've heard is it just plays quite well. Um, right. And I think that's all you need, really, with a first-person shooter is as long as it plays well and feels nice, it, you'll, you'll have you know some degree of fun with it. One day I'll get my Predator versus Alien versus Terminator game, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or a movie or something. It's man, I would love to see them. Maybe they'll all, maybe they'll all, maybe it'll be like a Smash uh, Smash Bros game. That's that's maybe the only way to make it work. Yeah, because <laughs> you have three juggernauts fighting each other. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> nice, Caleb. Well, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully that game evolves and gets better over time. Predator Hunting Grounds, but yeah, that yeah. was just a release this this week here. Um, one of the next things on the docket, so it's uh, some more PS5 news slash rumors slash kind of anticipation, but this is from uh, um, uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. I pulled the article from them. They talk more about the official PlayStation magazine. So PS5 game reveals imminent as OPM teases blowout. So this is from the uh, official PlayStation magazine, which is based in the UK. Uh, the latest issue of the official PlayStation magazine, available now digitally and soon in stores, focuses on the PS5 and its fancy new controller, but the most compelling tidbit comes courtesy of its preview for the next edition. Due out on, on uh, June 2nd, the magazine writes, It's coming. The top of the image includes the PS5's record-breaking logo. Uh, the publication continues. The next-gen starts next issue as we reveal the latest games coming to PS5 and how they'll play. There, of course... Uh, been strong rumors that Sony is planning some kind of console blowout in May, and dates would align here if that's the case. We're six months away from systems previously announced holiday 2020 launch now, so it all makes sense. Uh, how do you feel about this? So if we're if this tease is correct, we're getting ready for some kind of June, you know, release announcement. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it could be, um, yeah, I mean, it could be soon, which would be nice. Um, yeah, it's it's. So I mean, so second of June's when the magazine comes. Yeah, out. officially. Um, yeah, so um, hopefully, yeah, it would mean like a late May or mid May release because I'd, I'd imagine that the magazine would probably um, come a, a couple of weeks right. after the a reveal or something. But um, yeah, that's cool. That's uh, exciting. It's a bit more of like a believable rumor now that we've seen this. Um, I yeah. think yeah, what gives cool. credit really to this exciting. as far as like the, the whole time frame of a June May release, I think it makes more sense now when that's one of our next uh, news articles as well is that now that The Last of Us has an official time, that now we can start mm -hmm. to get every, everything in motion. I feel like there was a wait for getting big juggernauts like The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, getting them in place to be before mm -hmm. you start to really, you know, uh, at least launch yeah. the console. But like giving them a time frame really makes it so they can start the process of revealing the PS5. Yeah, and they can start like scheduling their marketing yep. and, and everything as well. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Uh, that's an interesting tease. There's not a whole lot there, but let's jump into Last of Us Two. Uh, this was good. This was really uh, big for me. Um, Last of Us Two gets an official date. Sort of. Uh, so does uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So I pulled the article from IGN. Joe Scrabbles writes: After being delayed indefinitely, The Last of Us Part Two will be released on June 19th, and Ghosts of Tsushima pushed back to July 17th. Sony Interactive Entertainment head of Worldwide Studios, Herman Hulse, said he wants to personally congratulate and thank both the teams at Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch Productions on their achievements. As we know, it's not easy, not an easy feat to reach the finish line under these circumstances. Ghosts of Tsushima, the samurai open world game by infamous creator Sucker Punch, was originally scheduled for June 26, but has clearly been pushed back to allow The Last of Us Part 2 some breathing room. Hulse puts the delay down to, quote, some disruptions to our working styles caused by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The Last of Us 2 was recently delayed from its May 29th release, and Sony began issuing automatic refunds because of the indefinite nature of that delay. Um, so to pull out of the article, how would you feel about finally getting an actual date for these two games? Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, you'd have to imagine that that's it now for the, for the delays. They really so. can't uh, push them back anymore. Right. Um, 
But yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. Uh, well, I didn't think Oshishim would be pushed back because I thought Last of Us Part Two would be coming after that. Now. Yeah. Um, I think I was just sort of like, uh, you know, but the word indefinitely sort of made me think it was going to be a lot bigger delay than it is. But yeah, it makes sense to you know push Oshishima back. I still think it's quite a small gap between them, and I think Oshishima might suffer from that. Mm. But. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting that we're going to get them both so close to each other anyway, and it's exciting that Last of Us is coming a lot sooner than I certainly thought it would be. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially since they initially didn't give us a new date. They just said it's indefinite on indefinite hold. Yeah. That made me think, man, we're, we're getting getting ready for some kind of a, a really yeah. long wait for this, but um, the fact that it's, what, two months later than usual um, is pretty dope. And I wonder if, because one of the things they cited was the change to their... Um, their their dev style with the whole corona stuff happening them having to work at home Mm -hmm. but i thought it was more of a like physical production issue maybe that is tied to this whole thing but uh either way you know it's good to see an actual date but uh yeah i'm super stoked yeah yeah that is an interesting thing about the disruptions to our working styles um because i i I thought it was production as well but um yeah it's uh it's it's just nice to have a date i suppose um and yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to playing it. Now, one of the big things that happened uh, last weekend too, and I don't know if it's at all related to them trying to get a date going, but there was a huge leak of storyline uh, plot points and and gameplay. Uh, once I saw any any uh, just a sniff of that, I just muted all my things on on Twitter and made sure because that's how I get a lot of news is through Twitter, just like re- real time updates. Yeah. But I made sure to mute anything related to the Last of Us because I did not want to see any spoiler stuff. No. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a bit scary. Uh, it's just it's awful as well. I mean, that someone would do that because I I've heard it's from like a disgruntled employee yeah. or something, which is just I mean, that I mean you know they're disgruntled because they obviously care about the people that work there, the people who are being mistreated. But this just like takes away because I mean if someone if someone's being like worked to the bone on a project that project coming out and amazing everyone is is sort of like the the silver lining isn't it for working right. so hard but now this person's just gone and spoiled that so now it sort of um detriments the the that sort of like pot of gold over the the other side for for these people who have worked so hard so yeah, let's get into that because yeah, that was one of the, that's the big running rumors that it was um, a disgruntled employee. They're almost using this as a way to protest the the, the crunch that's happening at Naughty Dog. I guess they have a series of of, of issues with, the, with that whole studio, with crunch, with not mm-hmm. managing stuff properly. Um, I, I see two arguments there and I've seen them online where it's people very angry that we're not talking about that aspect of it and praising someone mm-hmm. for having the guts to do this as a way to like, shake everyone and say hey we need to pay attention to the crunch that's going on i get that but at the same time i feel like just like you mentioned it's only shooting everyone else in the foot who's working on the game actively yeah. it's like it's not helping your your comrades your fellow employees by because they're also crunching with you yeah. uh, i get that that conversation needs to happen and it does but i feel like it can happen separate from spoiling spoiling the the game for other people mm-hmm. yeah and and i think that the the argument with the you know the overworking and everything it's it's a difficult one because you know, people might say, oh, why Why isn't everyone talking about this? But I remember there was a big expose uh, from like Jason Schreier, who's always the one who like, heads yeah. these things, um, about Naughty Dog. And he did one about um, what the Borderlands devs called. I've forgotten now. Oh, I'm... Is that 2, 2K, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2K, I'm blanking on them too, but yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, where he sort of cites these like unknown sources. But then there's all these other sources that then come out after these things happen and they say, oh, I work, you know, I work for 2K, you know, because the 2K thing was about these bonuses right. and, and everything. And there was loads of those people coming out saying, um, no, there was tons of transparency. Um, you know, it wasn't guaranteed. It was just, you know, and, and everyone's saying that, um, I can't remember the name of the, the guy who runs them now. The Is it Randy? Randy, Randy Pitcher, Pitchford, yeah. Who, yeah, who you know i don't like from what i've heard about him but all these people are saying you know he's a great boss he um he he puts them first and everything so and the same things happen with naughty right. dog so when this expose came out loads of people came out saying you know i've got no problem with management they're all you know really great uh, people work hard but there's incentives for that and everything so it's always difficult because you've got these big articles that expose people from these sources but these same publications like kotaku 
will never ever then talk about the other side. They'll never take these new sources and say, oh, we've now got, because that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they shouldn't be taking sides. They should be reporting on what information they have. So I don't understand why there aren't these countering, not countering, but you know the other side to right. these things, because I'm sure these sources are both true, um, but it just shows that sort of balance a bit more. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, so it's hard for it's hard for me to, you know, take that stance and say, oh, you know, some people are saying, oh, they deserve it because they've been overworking their employees and and all this. But I think a lot of people who say things like that are just reading these headlines, not reading into it, not looking at the sources and looking at the other side of things. Where in every big company like that that are working on huge projects with lots of different uh, managements and things, there's going to be people who are unsatisfied with how things are ran there's going to be people who have no problem with it so um it's just how it is and um yeah i think it's it's such a shame it's been it's been leaked and i think it's just as bad when people are sort of saying oh that that they're sort of like backing up that it's been leaked because because of naughty dog street with yeah. employees i think that's just it's just um i think people have like real moral compass uh, compass problems but you know it's the main the main thing is it's been leaked and people need to watch out because it'd be such a shame for it to be spoiled especially considering we were saying that we think it's been delayed so that people don't get it uh, spoiled so. right yeah no it's uh and you you touch on some great points i mean with with um kotaku there is a definite narrative i think that they're they're minds and their hearts in the right place they want to make sure they expose any kind of injustice is happening for sure but i don't yeah. know if they actually try and balance you know the the different interviews the, yeah. the, the other side of the coin uh maybe that's not what they're trying to do they're trying to just show what's happening but at the same time you mm-hmm. can't you can't just this uh discount the fact that you know there's other people within that whatever group that we're talking about that are gonna yeah. feel like everything's functioning fine or they knew what they got into yeah. when they got into this whole the, the the game rather so it's a tough balance yeah. um but yeah definitely there's a there's a better way to bring this conversation up rather than spoil the game for gamers and then you know hurt your yeah. fellow employees by all the work all the crunch they've done it's all for nothing somewhat when you kind of reveal all this stuff early on yeah definitely yeah it's a bummer but um yeah i've been trying to so the the struggle's real, trying to stay away from these spoilers. I've so far have been able to stay away from them. I've been reading on online people that have seen them, like just kind of images or videos that they didn't realize what they're clicking on, and then it's showing them stuff like crucial plot point stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it's a huge yeah. bummer for for people out there. Yeah, and it's it's a while as well. I mean, we've got all of May to get through, and then half of uh, June. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll we'll make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, one of the last things here was that they released. Um, yeah, they announced rather that uh, the install for The Last of Us 2 is going to be at least 100 gigabytes. Um, so it's going to be a media game. I know they announced that there's there's uh, at least two discs that this thing is shipping on because it's so massive. So yeah, we're getting... Mm-hmm. So clear the space on your PS4 because it's going to... And those fans yeah. are going to be whirling twice as fast and twice as loud to, to power this thing. Oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 may, they may get up to space. Uh, some yeah. point <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy watching so i'm watching while we're talking the trailer one of the first trailers they showed off of gameplay for the last of us and it's such a beautiful looking game i wonder if it's mm. really going to put uh you know it's really gonna be taxing for that original base model ps4 like uh, as we get further into next or you know closer to next gen rather these base model ps4s i mean you can make the engine way more you know efficient and stuff but at a certain point it's just I, I i can't see how a base model ps4 is gonna be able to play this flawlessly i feel like it's gonna be an issue yeah, I think that's where a lot of the that's where the big size of it's going to come in, and uh, you know, installing as much of this these assets as possible to try and help uh, you know run this gotcha. game. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I I never I'm always sort of like amazed at how much optimization they're able to squeeze out of these consoles, and you know, it's such a um, it's such a positive thing down to the the people who engineer yeah. these things because. You know, you have a lot of these, like, a lot of um, negativity in the PC community towards consoles, and they're always like, oh, it's these outdated tech. and But that should be a bigger reason to think how amazing these things are, because, yes, it's outdated tech, but, you know, a, a, a console's architecture is completely different to a PC. Um, a console is built for one purpose and one purpose only, whereas, you know, PCs are completely multi-purpose. So um, I think that the, the base PlayStation 4 has... Um, the, the like the graphics unit in it is you know years and years old and it but if you were to put that equivalent graphics unit into a computer there's no way it'd even nearly be able to 
um, play games the same way a PlayStation Four right. does. So it's it's just it just shows how well optimized these machines are, and um, and I'm sure Last of Us Two will be another example of that. Um, but I think I think it will play well. I don't think they would, um, you know. And and that's probably down to the, the the crunch and the amount of work they've had to put in is to make sure it does play well. I think it'll be a similar story to Last of Us, the first one, because that obviously came out at the tail end of the PlayStation Three, yep. um, and that was, um, I mean, that still looks amazing on PlayStation Three, and it looks far better than most games on that console, um, and it ran amazingly well. Um, didn't have any hitches with the original Last of Us, and um, I just think that you know Naughty Dog are. A really dedicated and uh, talented team that will just somehow make this work well. Um, and you see, you've seen it with God of War, with Uncharted Four. Um, you know these right. games that you know have no right playing as well as they do on on that tech. And uh, and with both of those games, I had absolutely no issues uh, at all. And I don't even have a PlayStation Four Pro. I've just got a normal slim. Um, so yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see how it does, but I'm sure it will. It will uh, impress us. Yeah, uh, I just share no fears that yeah, it's not going to be able to impress us for sure. Like even looking at Uncharted Four, uh, I've been uh, watching footage of that just recently. Um, it's it's such a beautiful game, and they're able to do that on the base model PlayStations. I think that was the one where PS4 Pro came a bit after it, so they optimized it for PS4 Pro as well. But it's able to run yeah. on the base model. It's such a beautiful engine, mm-hmm. and it looks it almost looks like next gen. Like the quality that they're able to produce looks like it's further from what yeah. we have now. So I mean, kudos to Naughty Dog yeah. and how they're able to. But you're you're right. It's a testament to when you can develop for one closed system, you can you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. like oh what kind of graphics card does somebody have or might have and all this other yeah. stuff that goes into yeah. with PCs. It's you can optimize mm-hmm. it for that setup, and you can really just yeah. just squeeze as much power as you can. Yeah, and I think that was the problem with um, the PlayStation Three because obviously that had that like cell architecture, yeah. or whatever it was. So that's where you saw some problems with games coming out on the PS Three. But now with the PS Four and Xbox, I mean they're they're both built very similarly. Um, so you know, and most games are made for console. It's just like I was talking to someone about Call of Duty Warzone because um, he's been trying to play it on his PC, and whilst he can, he has to turn everything down. Uh. Uh, and it like uses a hundred percent of his graphics card and everything, but he should be able to play it no problem at all. Um, but the problem is because Call of Duty is developed for console because that's where the majority of people play it. Um, it's it's basically a port on PC, so oh, it's just really badly optimized. Um, and it's been like that for Call. Of, I mean, I, I've always heard horror stories about Call of Duty on PC. Um, it's always been a console community game, um, but. Yeah, so that there are definitely some benefits to releasing for console, but the the counter argument is, you know, PC community will say that. Um, but if there were no consoles, then imagine they, they then they would think that games would be much further along technically, which I don't know if is true because I I also feel like having one thing to make things for allows them to really explore and and experiment, whereas you know. If there were no consoles and everyone developed for multi-purpose machines, then there'd be just so much. Uh, there'd be probably so many more delays yeah. and technical hiccups and things like that. Um, so there, there definitely is mostly pros from from having consoles over PC. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a, an argument for when you're sort of constrained, maybe artistically, you kind of have to. Um, uh, just figure out other outlets and ways to you know increase power and that's where they are able to shine by they have these constraints and they're able to like really try and squeeze as much power as they can but uh, you're right with PCs yeah. if that's all we had it seems like that would that would fracture everyone even more and it'd be hard to jump into mm-hmm. the idea of, of gaming in the first place because you have there's so much research and yeah. and stuff you'd have to figure out yeah. and graphics cards and does does TurboTax work on this thing and all that bullshit with with PC gaming yeah. that uh, that would we wouldn't have the flourishing industry that we have as big as we do now it's not like it wouldn't be there at all for sure but these these things kind of help each other so with console sales with with software sales like that only helps pc gaming at the same time yeah and because and because consoles are for gaming you can turn one on and play a game within minutes whereas with pcs you know gaming's just something you can do on them right and a lot i mean i'd probably say i mean i've i've got a really good pc and i play you know I've, i've played lots of games on pcs before and um, I do a lot of work on computers and everything, but there's just so many issues that, that come with them and, and it takes like years and years of 
encountering these issues, finding out how to figure them out, to finally get to a point where you're proficient enough to, you know, be able to actually play things and be able to make sure your computer stays fast and all of these things. Um, uh, so they're not very accessible. And I know a lot of people, you know, like to say they are because they understand right. computers, but it, but not everyone does. And it's, and it's an alarming sort of, it's actually an alarming amount of people who don't understand computers enough to really get the most out of them. Um, so as much as I, I do love PC gaming and I mean, some, I mean, if you play a game on PC, uh, you know 60 frames a second and on ultra quality it does look amazing and and i and i only have a 1080p monitor i haven't even tried it on 1440p or 4k but so there is a really an amazing experience to to have there but yeah i mean games consoles are just all all around a much much better experience i think yeah and we all have options now way more than we did you know 10 20 years ago so it's like why not embrace the fact that there's all these different levels of entry if you want to uh, you know, spend the time and the money creating this super beefy machine and you're exper experiencing everything at the top frame rate, top resolution, go for yeah. it. And you can let someone who has their, who's still bumming around their, uh, you know, PlayStation 2 and playing games there and having a good time. Yeah. It's like we're, it's, it's just a community. Yeah, I never subscribed to the whole, like either the console war stuff or the PC versus versus console. Yeah. I just have no time for that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it, it's kind of like inventing a rivalry where there isn't one. Right. It's like, it's just not at all. Uh, I suppose I, if I had like an argument with someone on Twitter about it who is sort of trying to liken it to sports, and I love like football, um, so I, I'm really into like sports and rivalry. But sport is like a, I mean, sport is competition. Like that's what yeah. it is. Like that that is exactly what sport is. So and rivalry and competition go hand in hand, and it and it sort of is what I suppose you can't have competition without rivalry, um, whereas. To say that, and they, these people are saying it's just like sport, you know, rivalry exists between any kind of competition. But it's like, but but that's because you're thinking there's a there is competition. It's like they are yes, they're competitors in the way that you know they're competing with each other. Yeah. But that would then indicate that we're fans, and it's like that's that's just where it gets a bit weird for me. Is that like, um, you know, it, to you know, I love PlayStation Four. It's my favorite games console. Um, it's my favorite way to play games. It's my favorite ecosystem. But I don't consider myself as a, a fan of PlayStation in the way that I'm not a fan of Xbox. I'm not a fan right. of PC. You know, if you're a fan of a football team, then you're likely not to be a fan of other football teams because they're your, they're, you know, they're your competitors there who you're playing against. But you're not playing PlayStation 4 against Xbox. You're not playing PlayStation 4 against PC. You're just playing games on your preferred platform. And I think to invent a rivalry, whether or not, you know, some people obviously enjoy that rivalry and they find it fun and it's like a bit of banter, but it's also invites like just toxicity yep. and just negativity to communities. And yeah, I just think it's like kind of uh, like irresponsible in a way. It's kind of like, you know, everyone's always talking about like how everyone needs to be nicer to each other, but yet we'll like invite, you know, negativity by just saying things like, you know, referring to Xbox um, players as Xbox or yeah. whatever. <laughs> It's just, it's just like, and and the the worst thing about it is, it's not even that it's offensive. It's just that it's like, just dumb. It's so childish. Yeah, it's just like, it's just pathetic to like see. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, each to their own. I suppose people enjoy it, and but the thing that really like concern, well, not concerns me, but is that you know people like have Twitter pages that are like dedicated to this, which I never realized until I started following video games as a topic. Same here. Yep. Um, and I mean, like, and there's a lot of them as well. I mean, there's so many just Twitter profiles that, you know, like you'll see from their bio and all their tweets are all about, uh, PlayStation versus Xbox, PlayStation versus Xbox. And it's like, like, and, and, and they're the people that are like fueling it and like making it, like making it materialize really. And it's just, um, it's just a shame that they can't see that the only reason this thing exists is because they're fueling it yeah. with their Twitter profiles and their, and things like that. So. But, you know, people are always going to do that. And it's a bunch of... I'm sure people do have fun. Yeah, it, it's but. a bunch of sad people that, you know, don't have anything else going yeah. on. And they have to create <laughs> yeah. a rivalry or whatever, you know, out of nowhere. But, yeah. Yeah. It's... But but I do I do take part in, in rivalry in sport. So I can't really talk. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I support a team in Scotland called Celtic. And they have, like, a really... Like, one of the fiercest rivalries of another team uh. in Glasgow. And, um, 
and yeah, and, and you know, it is it is really horrible at times, <laughs> and but you know, but, that, but that's all part of sport, and which I suppose kind of makes it sound hypocritical. But the the, the reason I I sort of feel like there's an argument there is because you know, games consoles are just games consoles. You know, they're they're, they're technology. Right. They're not sport teams. They're not teams to follow. You know, PlayStation isn't a team. It's a it's a brand. It's a games console right. manufacturer or whatever. So. Um, yeah. yeah it's it's very strange i mean and i think it's uh there's an argument for there's a way to do it especially with sports it's like it's still all in fun it's still like roasting mm. each other and there's that competition there i don't mind it on the console side when people are just having fun with it but not taking it seriously yeah. but you're right there are pages yeah. and people that are very much take it seriously there's that one which yeah. ended up being a fake video but that guy destroying his computer because that uh, horizon <laughs> was going to pc or whatever it's like come on man <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but that's the thing. People are actually like annoyed about yeah. that, and and the problem is like, like I was saying with like sport, is rivalry enhances sport. It makes like those emotions bigger. You know, if you're playing against a rival who you really like detest, and you get a win, then like you're on sky high. If you lose, you're like really low, and and that's what I love about sport is it can invoke these like huge emotions from you, but. With place with with games, it's like there's just no. I just don't think that there's any place for that, and and the the it's not like sport gets negatively affected by rivalry. Actually, like I said, it gets positively affected by it because it makes the emotions yeah. bigger. But with with gaming, like for example, that guy getting annoyed about Horizon coming to PC. Horizon going to PC is good for gaming. So this this rivalry actually is detrimental to gaming because people are not supporting these positive changes because of this stupid rivalry um so yeah it's uh i just don't think they're comparable at all sports and in games it even sounds weird even saying (laughs) that um but there's yeah yeah. there's people out there that they're definitely you know um fanboys for whatever series that they follow and it's like yeah and it's all also they can't tie themselves from criticism like you want to be able to like look at each side in a fair manner so where you can't just be just Mm -hmm. just nearsighted and only you know consider whatever's happening say with sony or with xbox and just like disregard any either positive or negative stuff on either side you want to be able to be well-rounded enough to also give praise when somebody's like say like um xbox on their game pass that's an amazing deal that i feel like sony's uh, um um, slacking on so like I, i love that they're doing that and i feel like that gives more motivation for sony to try and you know uh, try and gain some ground on that side too but like that that yeah. only helps uh, both systems that they compete at least along the features exactly, yeah. but like there's no way we can't yeah. like uh praise both of them for for trying those things yeah exactly like that that's the thing you you always you want competition you know if it's going to benefit the 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 movement of the hardware and the systems and the software that's developed and competition from the side of the people who make these things is good competition from the fans is not good that doesn't it doesn't improve gaming it doesn't help anything in fact it just like doesn't help everything because like people are just creating toxicity and and you know you have so many people who who will go to a different community i mean each community has has its own toxicity but you'll have so many people who will be like oh i'm gonna stop playing games consoles because of this whole ps actual thing and they'll go and play pc which is fine but that means that brand is losing out because of other people right um and it's just um yeah it just invites toxicity and like you said i i, I do i like it when it's like uh fun funny and you know just fun natured and everything but which is all right, but it's when people create like profiles dedicated to it, yeah. where it just becomes like, and even with sport, I'd find you know someone who's dedicated to um, like ripping it out of their rivals, or whatever. That that again just invites toxicity. But you know, I mean, like a like comments and remarks and things are fine. Obviously, I mean you can joke about anything, but when you're re- when you're actually that serious about it, that you have to create a Twitter profile um, and you have to you know actually be annoyed that one of your one of the games that's exclusive to the system you play on is going to something else. It's just, I just really don't understand it. It's honestly like, it's like seeing like a 12 year old kid, like just having a tantrum and you look at them and you think, God, to them, this is like the biggest thing ever, but you know, as an adult that it means right. nothing. 
Um, it's literally like that, and it's uh, yeah, it's just a shame. Yeah, no, those people shouldn't be allowed to vote. Like, you shouldn't be able to take their <laughs> opinion seriously at all. Uh, but it is like it's a human nature. Human beings are tribal in nature. It's like I don't know how you get rid of that. It's always seems like it's always going to happen. No. I don't know. It's like a, we're going to have that argument. You know, to the end of time, people are still yeah. going to find, even if everything is equal, it's like we're still going to find just minuscule reasons to separate and to, you know, argue. And yeah. yeah, it's it's very dumb. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I think that's fair. And I think I think obviously people are always going to side with things. I mean, people do it with like KFC and McDonald's sure. and like with like really tiny things. But you don't see a Twitter profile <laughs> like dedicated to KFC. They like hates McDonald's and it's bio and stuff like that. So. So yeah, I'm I, think, start I think like of it. Yeah, I think I think like like you said, like it's in our nature and it's going to happen, and, and that's fine. But you know, there's a certain, I think everyone has like a responsibility to try and like not allow, like not attract toxicity because right. it's just. I mean that that just doesn't help anybody at all. Yeah, if we can agree on anything, we can agree that spoiling the Last of Us, you're an asshole if you're doing that yes. for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely the death penalty. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Cal. Well, they, uh, that's it for us this week. We'll end it there. Um, where can they keep? Yeah. Uh, I do. I do actually have the one. Yeah, go one for Thing it. to uh, talk about actually, because this is this like completely flew under the radar, and I just reminded because I'm drinking out my Destroy Humans. Oh yes, yes. From uh, Gamescom, uh, and that is uh, Destroy Humans is coming on July 28th, the remake. So is that on your radar? Um, You're pretty stoked for that. Yeah, I I played the original back on PS2. I think I've got the because they re-released the PS2 version on PS4, and I think I've got it. But I haven't played it um, simply because of the remake that's coming out. But I played the uh, remake at Gamescom. Is where I got that the, the cup from, and um, yeah, it's good fun. It plays exactly like the PS2 nice. one. Uh, it just looks better and plays better. So um, yeah, I think that's that'll be a good one to look out for. I think it'll be a nice, you know, short, just fun romp. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought you know it's been hard. The only reason I saw it is because um, I follow like a a, a trophy. Uh, guy called power picks who like he always like releases the trophy list for games that are coming yeah. out and he releases like trophy guides and stuff like that and he uh released the destroy humans trophy list and said it was coming out on july 28th and literally everyone commented was like i completely forgot this <laughs> game was coming yeah um so yeah so that, that's one that's sort of gone under everyone's radar but it's one that you know i thought i'd give a shout out to because the game that it is remaking is is awesome and it's a i think it's a like for like remake like uh like crash bandicoot and gotcha. spyro um so it'll be yeah that'll be a, a really fun yeah i'm watching footage of it now i mean it's a great uh the visuals are awesome it seems like yeah they're keeping the base yeah. you know idea there it seems like yeah. a one for one like you mentioned um yeah i wonder why yeah. especially with me too like i had seen this happen and i, I said cool in my mind i just kept moving but for some yeah. reason it doesn't have yeah, the same yeah. um hold on everyone i say like the the crash bandicoot the spyro stuff but this is still a big yeah uh it's still a big franchise but i feel like it's just uh, for some reason yeah. it flew under the radar uh, flew under the radar yeah it's quite it's quite strange though because I, I thought that I, I thought oh this isn't going to be like a big re when I heard it was getting remade I thought oh this is going to be quite niche and then when, but then when I went to Gamescom they had like a, a really like big stall dedicated to it they had like um like this big uh, um like crafted like UFO with crypto the alien on it and it like all this amazing like special effects yeah. and stuff um to do with like where you line up and play it um and yeah they had like a really so but i think it's, it's thq nordic i think who are doing it okay um or who are like paying for it and i think they've got just lots of money so um but yeah i, I was surprised that it, it's been given such a because it, it also that no one knew when it was coming out it's just suddenly like oh july 28th so um yeah i'm not sure whether that's going to get like a lot of promotion or anything but um, yeah, it's tough. I, it's definitely one. To and this is cross uh, platform too. Like it's going to be releasing. It's not like an exclusive like other remasters. Nah, yeah. Like, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I think when I played it, I played it on PC with an Xbox controller. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure it's coming to everything. But but yeah, I mean, Destroy Humans is great. It's uh, like one of those real real culture like favorites of the cult classics of PS2. Yeah. Um, I remember sinking hours and hours that that was like one of those games that came out around the time where like i was at that age where i could just play the same game over yep. and over and never get bored um and yeah and destroy humans was definitely one of those so I'm, and and like i said i haven't played it since then so i'm really excited to like play it uh play the reboot version and you know like tap into all these nostalgic uh uh memories and things because i'm sure there's gonna be lots of things i can't remember about right. it but lots of things that will like trigger some 
some fond memories. It seems like was the writing pretty funny too. I never played it, but it seemed like yeah. that kind of experience where they really understand. Yeah, it's a, it's a really funny game. Yeah, it is it is really funny. Um, I mean, I, well, I remember it being funny, and, and when I played the demo, it was uh, yeah, the, the writing's pretty funny. It's it, it's just it's just a really good um, you know slapstick. Uh, satirical it's really uh, satirical it's all I think it's set in like you know that time around like uh, Roswell in like like the 60s um, where it's like uh, or the 50s where it's like very everyone's all uh, worried about aliens and things like that Um, and I remember there's a sequel as well which was then like the 60s 70s and it was all like hippies and and things like that Um, they're they're, they're just really fun games and I think it's such a good uh, it's such a good IP to reboot um, I think they've done they've done well there, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing it and seeing seeing how it how it plays now. Nice, yeah. I'll, I'll try and keep this back on my radar. I know I'd seen this and just like erase that <laughs> memory. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those. I thought that's why I bring it up because I thought like you know, lots of people are going to forget about it. So it's worth especially it. if they can release this for um, a low enough price point where this just like no brainer for people to download this and jump in. Like a for like a thirty dollar. I don't know how lengthy the game is, but if you can just bring it to a price point yeah. where if it wasn't on people's radar if there's a drought at that same time they'll jump into it like it's uh, hopefully they pair it that same way yeah i'm sure it'll i'm sure it'll be around the 30 dollar mark um i can't imagine it doing too well if it goes yeah. to not, not there's a bad game but i mean you know it's like spyro and crash bandicoot although they look nice and they've been remade they're still and uh well i suppose it's most similar to medieval as well i know that's a ps1 game but um you know that they whilst they look nice they still have these old-fashioned mechanics and uh like design choices and things like that so yeah i think uh thirty dollars would be a fair a fair price for it and um even maybe like up to forty dollars depending on how um if they flesh it out yeah. at all and i think i think it's a fairly lengthy game probably like you know 10 hours or so but um but yeah i'm, I'm re- really really looking forward to it. it'll be it'll be good fun it, it reminds me of sort of like those old um you know, like ratchet and clank in a way where you're like constantly getting upgrades and getting new weapons yep. and just being able to like fire them at random people and yeah. So and I remember you can uh, like morph into people. Right, you can take uh, over their like bodies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of fun to to be had with that game. Nice. Yeah, I'll I'll try and keep on my radar for sure. That's awesome. All right, yeah. come, we'll end it there. Where can they find you online? Uh, Twitter at Bear Munro. Um, that's uh, the only place worth following me if it's even worth it at gotcha. all. <laughs> it's a ringing endorsement there. And you can uh, yeah. find us on uh, Twitter as well, Plastic Card Pod. Uh, that's it for us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. See you later. You're too late. I've already summoned media. Okay, let's go.